the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show on Taco Tuesday. Glad to have you guys rolling along this week with me in this beautiful San Diego. Happy to have you guys here with me as always. You don't know who's coming up. It's, it's Tuesday, right? Uh, but before I bring him in, I've got y'all emailing me about the, the air fryer question. In fact, I'm wondering if Gary Quackenbush wants to weigh in on the great air, air fryer discussion of the day. You know, he comes on Tuesdays with it as part of the news you can use, because in addition to just bringing you all my fabulous, wonderful, always spot on opinion, I also like to give you guys some content that you can use uh, throughout your life, as well as to have, have some fun. Gary Quackenbush from GQ Law. You guys listen to him every day right here at 2 p.m. for the word on wealth. And he joins me now. Hello, my dear friend. Hello, Andrea. How are you? I'm good. Um, I don't have any celebrity stories to share with you guys tonight in terms mm-hmm. of wills and estate plans like last week when the Queen of Soul had shoved her will between her sofa cushions. Um, what do you got for us this week, my friend? You know, what I've been finding is I, I, I do a lot of estate planning reviews for our listeners, mm-hmm. and I'm finding that there's a lot of really sloppy work out there, and I'm really kind of surprised because... And what I mean by that is it is very common to have what we call blended families where the Mm -hmm. husband and the wife may not share the same children. And I see these estate plans where I review them. I talk to the client. I say, now, what if what if husband died? Would you be okay if your wife gave all the money to her kids and none to your kids? Well, heck no. I said, well, that's what will happen with your trust. That's no way because I went to so-and-so and and they know Mm -hmm. they're I said, I'm just telling you. So I've been finding a lot of errors, I think, in documents. A lot of people have trust, which is really a great idea. I think it's fantastic. And more and more people are getting them. But I want people to be careful and make sure that they get what they think they're going to get. I was meeting with a gal today that really, her trust was like almost unreadable. It was done by a, you know, air quotes professional. But there's punctuation, not just punctuation, but literally references to their own paragraphs. The distribution didn't do what she said. I like to review them and say, Here's what your trust will do. Is that what you intended? And a lot of people say no. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about conditions. Let's have, what if wife dies first? Are you okay, Miss Wife, with your husband giving everything to his new spouse if he remarries? Oh, heck no. I want mm-hmm. to go to my own children. That's right. my house. So a lot of that does not get taken into consideration, and that bugs me because that's bad estate planning. It's not that well, you yeah. need a trust. You need an appropriate trust. Right. And so people have paid money thinking that they were going to get something that was going to um, either. And and I don't know if it's because they didn't really explain to whoever prepared the trust exactly what they wanted or if they just went in and said, here's my situation. And somebody just prepared it and just said, oh, here's what you need and did some cookie cutter boilerplate 
yeah. you know, thing. But either way, they didn't get they didn't they were not covered for what they wanted. Exactly. And by the time it gets cut, you know, put into play because you died and now it's your kids taking it, you know, to try to get it administered and get the distribution. That's when you find out that it's wrong and it's unfortunate. So I just, the thing with a trust is I, I think sometimes we think, let's just try to save money. Let's go to somebody that's cheap, Mm -hmm. you know, because this guy costs half as much as this guy. I think it's really important to figure out who you're using and make sure, especially with an estate plan is that it's done right because the test of whether it's right or not, it's going to be somebody reviewing it and saying, yes, it's right or not. Or after you pass away and your kids have to deal with it. And that's what um, I was saying on my show today. Most of the people I talk to probably, I bet, Andrew, I bet 80% of the people that come into me for an estate plan, they say, I want an estate plan that won't put my kids through the garbage that I went through when my parents died because their trust was a mess or they didn't have a trust or they only had a will. And I'm not going to put my kids through that. It was torture. So I want it done right. And so to me, it's like if the concern that our clients have is that they want it done right so that the kids don't have a hassle, then let's do it right mm-hmm. so that it does exactly what that person says. So I think it's a matter of just getting, you know, understanding it. Might, I mean, my clients can read through the documents I create and they can understand and go, oh, I see what this does. That's what I want you to do. I want you right. to understand. I'm not going to do a 200-page document that nobody would ever read in their life and it maybe doesn't even do what you want it to. I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of people have the false impression that if they hire a lawyer that it's supposed to be something that they can't understand. That, that, that that's good law, right, if it's written in a way that they don't yeah. understand. And that's not, that's not the case. It's not. And, it, and I know for a fact that, that ter- attorneys will just say, just trust me. You have to believe me. This is what it mm-hmm. says. Like, no, you guys. Right. I, that, I don't do that with my dentist. Right. You now, know? when it, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and when we're talking about the trust, of course, you know, uh, so when somebody comes in and they show you their estate plan, do you do you do you just review what they've got or do you also say, OK, you've got everything taken care of here, maybe with the house or this or that with the business, but you don't have a living will. You don't have any exactly. you don't have you don't have anything in terms of um, oh, I think I think you mentioned before about um, when somebody has a. The legal right to make decisions on your behalf. What's that called? Oh, the power of attorneys yes. and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, healthcare directives, power of attorneys. Is your power of attorney too much? I see that right. quite often. I, I go, why do you have this big old power of attorney that gives your this other person all the authority to do anything they want? I don't know. That's what was in the package. And I go, it shouldn't be. You don't need it. And here's what you need. You need a limited one. Right. That, that, that's very common. People just get more than they need. Or and then and then the big fat documents that they didn't even need don't even do what they needed to do. Right. So, I'm th- I'm thinking yeah. about the story of the liberal Sherpa. She was this uh, liberal uh, pundit that was on. I think it might have been on Tucker. I think it was on Tucker's show. Her name was Kathy Aru. We talked about it on the show. She actually was power of attorney with her with her mother and actually got her mother or sold her mother's house out from under her. Signed her up to go to a nursing home. Told her mother that she was taking her out for some ice cream and dumped her. Off. 
and, and no, she did it illegally. She did not have the right power of attorney, and they arrested her for it. Uh, I don't. I don't remember how she did it. We talked about it on the show, but this it's definitely something that if you are a senior, and I don't want to cause any. I'm not here to cause any any internal family issues, but you know, um, if you're somebody that is having to rely on children in any way as caregivers, you want to make sure uh, that your financial affairs. It, it's it's not even at that point. It's not even just about what you're going to leave behind, but it's also to protect you while you're still living, mm-hmm. yes? Yes, and that's where you got to be careful with the power of attorney and what it does and understand what it does and what it doesn't do. And if it does more than you think it should or more than we're advising you to do, then you need to modify it. It's mm-hmm. not a boilerplate. I want a general durable power of attorney. That, to me, is super dangerous. You, you want limited durable power of attorneys, not general, not open-ended. You want things with control. That's what you want. Gotcha. And it's worth the money because we're talking about a lot of money here. So, and let me tell you, it's worth getting it done right to avoid being in a situation where, where one of your youngins is dumping you off after telling you that you're on your way to get a scoop of vanilla and you're really on your way to be dumped off at home. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh, but I mean, you know, it happens. This is actually crazy stuff that happens. It does. So protect yourself, people, protect your family and have peace of mind. how do people get a hold of you? Go to my website, gqlaw.com, gqlaw.com. All right, my dear, yeah, I will sure. let you go. Rest your voice. All right. All right, All right take care. Thanks, Bye, honey. All right. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Don't forget our podcast. Download it wherever you get your podcast. I know that uh, we bring in a lot of great content to y'all. You might want to listen to it a second time. If you missed anything, please also share that with uh, everybody. Email me at andreakeshow.com, andreakeshow.com. Our 24-hour hotline is 844-814-5227. I want to hear who's watching the debate. I want to know what your thoughts are about it. If you do watch the debate, I want you to tell me what you thought. Okay. We got some breaking news uh, in the Hunter Biden saga. Uh, I believe it was yesterday Hunter Biden dared... To, I guess, you know, dare isn't the right word. Well, he sued Rudy Giuliani. He's claiming that Rudy Giuliani violated his privacy and destroyed his privacy with the world with the laptop. Um, poor Rudy Giuliani. I mean, he, I think he's faced with like 20 lawsuits right now, and that's not even including the indictments. He's uh, he's the left's favorite punching bag. But let me tell you something, Hunter. Uh, and this is clearly just uh, they're just trying to bury Rudy Giuliani with lawsuits. This is lawfare. The warfare using the courts in this country, and it's despicable. They, you know, Hunter Biden, it should, this case should be immediately dismissed because it was Hunter Biden who left the laptop in the repair shop and never came back for it. And it was then, it was because of that, that the owner of the repair shop realized, looked into it, realized who owned the laptop and what he had on the laptop and decided to reach out to the FBI and other authorities. And then he got the runaround and got, uh, I can't even remember all the story there in terms of the lies and the ways that the FBI uh, acted involving the laptop. And, um, and then Rudy Giuliani did get his hands on it. 
Um, but I, when you leave your laptop somewhere, Sticks, if you leave your phone somewhere and you lose it, you, you, you're up at Not Scary Farm watching the little fetish showdown, hoedown, and you leave your phone there, you know, people might see, you know, what's on your phone. You're responsible for leaving it laying around, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you were working in an office space and you decide you're going to be doing something non-business related and you leave that up on your, you know, your office computer and you go to the bathroom and people see it, that's on you. So this is absolutely stupid. But it's just it's more ways to try to also keep the narrative going that he's the victim. Joe Biden's the victim. They've done nothing wrong. Um, It's 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 all part of the same big play. Uh, So uh, meanwhile, we know who really is the corrupt criminals. And there's breaking news in that regard. Uh, According to Gateway Pundit, Hunter received two bank wires originating from Beijing in 2019 and the beneficiary address was Joe Biden's Delaware home. Now, this means a few things here. Obviously, um, I'm going to get into some of the details in a moment, but the first thing that jumps out at me is obviously Joe Biden lied when he said, I mean, of course, we know that. We've already got a. This is just additional evidence that Joe Biden with Hunter cooked up deals uh, with, you know, his connections selling off the White House and beyond. Um, but in 2019, uh, it also means that some of the some of the IRS crimes that he committed, that when the FBI and the DOJ slow walked those investigations, they allowed the statute of limitations to run out. Now we've got new information, new numbers coming in um, involving 2019. And if there was anything uh, untoward, obviously, with these dollars, uh, the IRS criminal charges could come into play. Here's the details. The first wire sent to Hunter Biden dated July 26, 2019 was for $10,000 from an individual named Ms. Wang Zin. Mm. I wonder if she's anything like Fang Fang. There is a Ms. Wang Zin listed on the website for BHR Partners. It is unclear if the wire came from that Wang Zin. The second wire transfer sent to Hunter Biden on August 2nd, 2019 was for 250K from Li Zhang Shang, also known as Jonathan Lee, the CEO of BHO, uh, BHR Partners, and Ms. Tang Ling. The committee is trying to identify Ling's role, according to Fox. Uh, James Comer said, I just subpoenaed and, atta- and, and obtained two bank wires revealing Hunter Biden's received payments originating from Beijing in 2019 when Joe Biden was running for president. Joe Biden's Delaware home is listed as the beneficiary address for both money wires from China, Comer said. Comer went on to say bank records don't lie, but President Joe Biden does. He said Joe Biden's abuse of public office for his family's financial gains gain threatens our national security. What do the Bidens do with this Beijing money? Americans demand answers and deserve accountability. Well, I tell you what, James Comer, why is it that as of this date, Hunter Biden still has not been subpoenaed by your oversight committee? I don't need to see any more wire transfers. There's already far, far more evidence than is needed for them to be indicted, prosecuted, and convicted. We have everything from 20 LLCs. We have an FD 1023 whistleblower form that matches exactly payments that came in, that matches Joe Biden's policy shift uh, as a result that matches dollars that came in. There's backup documentation 
that supports and proves the allegations made in the IRS and FBI whistleblower complaints. Quite frankly, Farce Gump could have gotten this this prosecuted and convicted. That's how much evidence there is. I like James Comer originally, but I'm, I'm sick and tired of feeling played. That WAPO, uh, Washington Post, ABC poll had one of the one of the most interesting things to note was that I think it was 58 percent of the Americans uh, who uh, uh, respondents said that when it came to the impeachment inquiry, that they felt that it was Joe Biden being held accountable. The American people know what time it is. They understand this. They get it. There's no. So this isn't about the Republican Party being afraid, being afraid of, of, of the optics. There's no additional information that they need. And if they wanted to do an impeachment inquiry before articles of impeachment to investigate, then subpoena Hunter Biden. Subpoena him. Drag him in. Don Jr. was dragged in. Eric Trump was dragged in. Ivanka Trump was dragged in. Everybody was dragged in before committees to talk about Jan 6. She talked about the Ukrainian phone call that Trump did. But yet years later, and that was in 2019, when Joe Biden was getting these payments in 2019 from China to his Delaware address, Donald Trump was being impeached for a phone call he made to Ukraine because he wanted an investigation into what went down with why Joe Biden bragged about getting a prosecutor fired after, after pressuring them by threatening to withhold U.S. aid. It's, I, I'm done with talking by these Republicans. We wouldn't be faced with a shutdown right now if they'd done their job and if McCarthy had done as promised, if he had done individual appropriation bills with, with the cut, the, I mean, some serious haircuts in terms of spending, we wouldn't be looking at it. You put individual bills and you make the Democrats have to argue for the extra money. There should not be another dime going. There should have never been a dime going to Ukraine. And certainly the Republican Party should be coming out today and saying on the heels of what happened with the Nazi, on the heels of the 60 Minutes report, on the heels of Maria Abramovic being the ambassador, that they're not going to get that he's not going to get another dime. Why won't they? Why haven't they subpoenaed Hunter Biden? Why haven't they? We're looking at we've got uh, San Diego County Supervisor Jim Desmond, who's going to be with us in the next segment to talk about this border crisis, this invasion we've got. We are literally being invaded. They may not be using Sherman tanks like the Russians supposedly are, but they're killing off our nation. In fact, one of these remember I don't know if uh, you guys remember because it's been like a shock and awe at the border, but there were all these illegals that got on trains down in uh, Zacatecas, Mexico, and came here and they were waving to the cameras and they're all military age men. These aren't like you know unaccompanied minors. That's all a bunch of crap. He's not a bunch of people fleeing oppression. So as the um, as some of these illegal aliens came across, I can't remember if it was a Venezuelan flag or a Colombian flag, but one of these, you know, military aged men planted that flag on U.S. soil. This is not just an invasion. It's a conquest going on with people invading our country and being compensated and paid for to do it. Right now, New York City, Eric Adams is looking to spend $1.8 billion in hotel rooms for these illegals. And that doesn't count food. That doesn't count medical services, education, anything else. He's not mad these illegals are in this country. That's a bunch of talking points crap. The Democrat Party wants them here. In addition to that, putting them up in hotels in New York, they're giving them work permits, literally taking jobs away from Americans. 
at a time in which Americans, the real hardworking ones, not the ones that work at United Auto Workers complaining they're not getting $400,000 a year, the 40% increase. No, you're real hardworking Americans who are out there trying to cobble together two jobs to pay the bills are going to lose jobs and lose out on opportunities for illegal aliens. And yet the Republican Party is still funding the Democrats. They need to be saying, we're not going to, yeah, we'll shut it down. Here's some stats I saw, by the way, speaking of a shutdown. I saw these uh, earlier this morning, and it's important to remember, as the White House, they all tried to scare you, and even the Republican, oh, nobody wants a shutdown. These shutdowns are so terrible. Here's what I saw on Real America's Voice this morning. There have been 20 government shutdowns since 1976. They happen every two to three years. Longest was 34 days. The average length is eight days. Social security checks are issued, and all government workers receive full back pay. Can somebody tell me what the crisis is? No, we don't need to be rushing some continuing resolution forward, Kevin McCarthy, so that we can, under the guise of you trying to put, oh, do we not want the Border Patrol paid right now? I don't want them to be paid because you know what the Border Patrol is doing? They're escorting busloads of them here into San Diego on so-called freedom runs, dropping them off on street corners and telling them they're free to go wherever they want to go. Now, so now, quite frankly, if that's what the Border Patrol is doing, we've got an open border anyway. At this point, the, at this point, the Border Patrol is doing nothing but facilitating the invasion. That's all they're doing. Our U.S. military isn't doing anything for us right now. What are they doing? Sticks, can you tell me one thing the U.S. military is doing to protect you right now? Um, not offhand. I'm sure they are, but... I, I, really? How sure are you? I'm pretty sure they're doing something. When China, when China had its spy plane... Hovering over military installations, going back and forth, uh, the spy, the spy umbrella. Um, what did the U.S. military do? We we were feeding it false information. Oh, we were, were we? I I hope. <laughs> you said that so convincingly. That was fabulous. Great response, by the way. Uh huh. Yeah. No, what our U.S. military is doing is losing F thirty five jets. That are on autopilot while the while, while the pilot ejects. Who ejects from a plane on an autopilot? I still haven't gotten any answers from that. That thing costs like a hundred million dollars. That's what our military is doing. And and, and uh, they they've been playing the audio from the nine one one call where the guy called and said, "Oh, there was a pilot uh, just perishing in the back my backyard. Can you can you bring somebody here?" And the lady's like, "Excuse me." And then you hear the pilot. In the back, <laughs> you hear the pilot in the background goes. Ma'am, I just rode my parachute down. I I don't know where my plane is, and I I, I just keep th- I just keep thinking, really? You had to call nine one one. There was no walkie talkie. No, he didn't have his cell phone or right. Some kind this of is where we're at. Kind of this is is this your idea of is this your idea of our military of the greatest military in the world? Let me tell you, if that was a if that was a fighter pilot for China. That dude would have been on his on his cell phone, his satellite phone on the way down saying, saying, make sure, make sure the wheels are there for me and probably be dropped right down into something, you know, cushy on his landing. No, instead, we got this fool landing in a backyard asking, can you call 911 for me? I'm embarrassed. That's not exactly how Top Gun Maverick handled it in the movie. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. San Diego County Supervisor Jim Desmond is going to be here to talk about the invasion going on right here in your backyard, San Diego. Stay tuned. 
politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before the break, I was talking about the border, the invasion that's happening in the United States. Of course, everybody's kind of talking about the border right now. Remember that Washington Post ABC polls that was like an earthquake that hit D.C. over the weekend because it showed that if the presidential election were held today, Trump would beat Biden by 10 percentage points. And what were the three areas that the respondents mentioned? It was the economy, the border crisis and his age. The estimates are mixed. Some people are saying it's been about two million illegal aliens that have invaded the country since Joe Biden took office. Some others have said it's around five. Uh, I, I think the Center for Immigration Studies, Todd Benzman, has said seven. Congressman Andy Biggs says it's closer to 10 million. We are literally being invaded. We've also reported here on the CBP one app that the Biden administration is using. One of the ways that it's hard to know the accurate total is because the government is, is doing programs like this that have been discovered that they've tried to hide from the American people. And this this uh, program that Todd Benzman discovered shows that and what this uses the CB one app. And it's like the government being a travel agency flying in illegals from their hometown in Mexico, across the border, into the American town of their choice. And then, of course, they get put on these, quote, freedom runs throughout the country. As Todd Benzman discovered, these people coming in using the CBP-1 app is in any of the counts. I'm not sure included in the accounts either is the illegal aliens that ran into uh, San Diego through the construction site on the border wall without any opposition from the Border Patrol. Here to discuss the border crisis and invasion is San Diego County Supervisor Jim Desmond. Hi, Supervisor Desmond. Thanks for being on the Andrea K. Show tonight. Andrea, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, Supervisor Desmond, whether it's 5 million, whether it's 10 million, we're being invaded in this country, and there does, there's, there's no effort to stop it. And this is an absolute crisis. We have no border. We have no sovereignty in this country. This is an economic, it is a national security, and it's a cultural crisis, isn't it? Well, yes. And, and we actually today, as a board of supervisors, we, I was able to get a unanimous vote on a this is a humanitarian crisis. Uh, what the Border Patrol has been doing here in San Diego County is because they're at capacity as far as their processing uh, goes, I guess, for asylum seekers or migrants that are coming over. They're just taking people and dropping them at our transit centers here in San Diego County, just dropping them on the street saying, hey, you're free to go uh, you, you know, and, and see you later. So they're giving them no, no resources, no, no aid, no tell, not, not how to use the transit system or anything like that. It's just goodbye. And in the last 13 days in San Diego County, we've gotten over 7,500 people just dropped off. And that's not counting all the other ones that maybe came through the border illegally or, or, or not. But that's 7,500 just by the Border Patrol themselves. And this is the exact same thing. You know, that the federal government's been complaining about Senators Abbott and, and Sen- I'm sorry, Governor Abbott and Governor DeSantis about shipping people, uh, you know, and, and just dropping them off somewhere. The federal government's doing the exact same thing here in San Diego County, and they're only giving us about a 30 minute heads up warning as to where they're going to be dropping these people. Well, it is a humanitarian crisis, and it's a humanitarian crisis for Americans. While we can be sympathetic and and understand the child sex trafficking that's that's taking place, the fact that the number one cause of death in this country for the age group 18 to 34 is fentanyl. There was a one-year-old that died from crawling on a bath mat, um, a floor mat in New York City 
uh, and died from from touching fentanyl. I mean, we we know all this. Uh, what what this is how you this is how you kill off a nation. We are continuing to fund the Ukraine war that's supposedly based on a border issue. Of course, now we find out not to talk about Ukraine, but uh, that we're actually funding their small businesses, subsidizing their small businesses and their farmers. This is how you kill off a nation without Sherman tanks. Well, yeah, and and basically this is, unfortunately for the Biden administration, you know, these are people that are going to vote for for Democrats, and and this is how they get their voting block. And it's unfortunate, and most people, hopefully, you know, if they get over here, they start to realize, hey, this is not sustainable. This is not a way to run a country. This is not a way to have – there is no border. And it's just chaos. And, and I'm actually glad to see that New York and Chicago and, and other major metropolitan areas are feeling the pain that we're p- feeling here in San Diego. And hopefully we'll get some sort of reform or, or some sort of rule of law. But unfortunately, it, it doesn't seem to be uh, the case here with the Biden administration. What's it going to cost San Diegans uh, with all of this? Yeah, well, billions. And, well, here's, and, and what's happening right now are, is nonprofits – and, and um, charities and, and churches are, are helping these migrants out when they're dropped off on the streets. But we're paying these nonprofits to help in our yep. homeless efforts. And, and so we've got enough issues here in San, in San Diego, particularly with about 10,000 or more homeless people here. And now our, our nonprofits and our charities are focusing on a, a federal issue instead of our own regional issue. Exactly. And so we, we well, just, what they're it, focusing it, on it, is non-citizens and uh, well, it can't be sustained. And it's and, and, and what's going on is the federal government is aiding and abetting criminals who are who are invading our nation. Uh, it should be declared, uh, you know, a, a war against this nation at this point. And they're fu- they're actually funding and, and giving a lot of these these charities that work with these illegal aliens are being compensated and, and paid to do so. And and so American citizens are getting c- continuing. It, it's another reason why it's it's a humanitarian crisis against Americans. Conservatives don't have to justify securing the border uh, because of what's happening to the quote poor legals making the trucks here uh, it, it's it's really what's being done to us that's absolutely criminal and and is absolutely destroying us no homeless veteran should have to sleep a night on the streets because an illegal alien who broke into this country is getting a bed that's that's true and and that we're finding out some of these uh, charities and, and nonprofits are giving giving beds that would, that are supposed to be going to homeless people. And, and the you know, this is the federal government just letting us down. And and the Biden administration and Kamala Harris, the uh, the, the borders are. They're, they're <laughs> borders are. They're doing nothing <laughs> and it's for, for this and, and they're just turning a blind eye. And to me, they must want this problem because it, it hopefully, and I was glad to hear about the poll, that, that most Americans are fed up with the border. We, we need a border that, that is functional. Right now, it's, it's chaos, and, and anybody and their brother are getting their cross. And as you mentioned, fentanyl and human trafficking and other things are coming across the border. I heard Governor DeSantis say something uh, earlier today. He said that it's, it's, um, it's terrible, the fact that the, the cartels have more control of our border than we do. The cartels mm-hmm. in Mexico, they control the border. Yep. We don't. And, and it, it's, it's just you know, we we have no backbone right now in the country uh, concerning the uh, border issue, and we got we got to get one. 
Well, we absolutely do. Uh, it is by design when when you have the federal government in order to continue so that Mayorkas can go and lie to the American people and say the border is secure. We've got the federal government using an app where illegal aliens can go on an app. Oh, they're so, they're so fleeing persecution and so and such hardship that they're able to use their smartphone or their iPad to get on an app, pay for a plane ticket and fly to the city of their choice. This is this is an invasion by invitation. And the Republican Party could be congressional leaders in the House of, uh, of Representatives could be using the power of the purse uh, to to get the border secured. Um, uh, and, and, and quite frankly, they're not doing so. And, no, and um, they're dropping the ball. They're not doing their job. No, they're not. And, um, and, and, and unfortunately for, you know, local people like yourself, uh, what can, what can we do locally? Is there anything we can do? Because the federal government has, according to the, our founders was supposed to have a very limited role in our lives. They're supposed to protect us, including uh, you know, from a military standpoint and as well as our borders, uh, they're not, what they're not supposed to be doing is funding programs like, you know, mutilating children with, with transgender crap or any of their other, you know, Planned Parenthood or any there are other programs funding wars in Ukraine, you know, funding subsidizing small businesses in Ukraine. The one thing they're supposed to be doing is securing our borders, and they're not. What could what could Governor Abbott do as a governor? What could what could actually Newsom do here as a governor if they wanted to 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 really secure the border? I, I don't see Newsom doing anything. He's just focusing on his next. You know, he's running for office. For president, right? But what could they do? do? What what can local authorities do if it's the federal government role and they're not doing it? What power is there in in local uh, state and local government, uh, you know, governments to do something about the border? Well, there's very little we can do about that, particularly for the county standpoint. We've got many groups and organizations saying, "Give us more money, give us more money," because of the federal government not doing their job. And to me, just giving more money is not the answer. If we, do, no. we, we can throw billions. We've already thrown billions at homelessness. We haven't been able to do anything there. More money, I can tell you, is not the cure. In Sacramento, we need to get people that with common sense up in Sacramento. As, as you mentioned, you know, the, the, the mutilation of children and, and, and the wokeness up there and, and everything, it just doesn't make sense anymore. We need to get more, diff, more conservatives elected into uh, Sacramento and in, into the uh, federal government because, you know, who's running this right now? They're running our country into the ground. And we, we just having no borders and no control at our own borders. You're right. We're not a sustainable country. And, and that's what we can do as local people is, is take up the cause and carry it through and t- talk about it to other people and, and vote these crazy people out of office. Get common sense people who are re- ready to do so for solutions as opposed to just spending more and more and more money. Supervisor Desmond, can you explain to me, because I can't figure out why Democrats would continue to vote for this nonsense. I don't understand why any Democrat in the state of California would vote for a Democrat, given the homelessness and, 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 and all $6 a gallon of gas and the, you know, the cost of groceries, how these Democrat policies have made it unaffordable for anybody to buy a home, uh, what they're doing to children. Uh, you know, how in the world, it, why, why are Republicans having a hard time getting elected here? I don't understand these Democrat voters. I, I don't either. And, and it's, it's crazy. I think they hate Trump more than anything else in the world. And so anybody who's affiliated or tied with Trump, they're, they're just not going to, uh, I, I guess, support. And it's unfortunate. There's there's lines in the sand. They, they got to realize that these policies that they don't like, like homeless people or even uh, migrants being dropped off in their neighborhoods, are the result of the policies of the people they're supporting. 
And when it shows up on their front yard, particularly with in, in uh, New York or, or even in Chicago with these liberal mayors, and they're all of a sudden saying, well, we, you know, we don't want this at our doorstep. We, you know, we need to ship them out someplace else. These are the very policies that they supported. And now when it comes to roost at their doorstep, they're not happy with it and they want somebody else to t- handle the problem. It, it's, it's just uh, craziness out there. Well, it is. And um, it, it's insane. I think that I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit hopeful after that Washington Post ABC poll uh, that that uh, showed that Trump could win in a head to head matchup right now by 10 points. It also showed that uh, Trump is leading Biden by 20 percent, 20 points with those 35 and under. So, I mean, it's there. It's impossible for the Democrats right now to try to run on any on on any uh, of the record because it's absolutely abysmal and it's time for Americans. And if you're listening to me and you're a Democrat, or you're a Republican, and uh, there's too much Republican purity going on as well right now, uh, Supervisor Desmond, in terms of voters. If somebody's not exactly perfect, you know, they don't want, you know, or they're lazy. We need Republicans and conservatives and Christians to stop being apathetic, stop expecting everybody like yourself to do all the lifting and get out and get active. Thank you for being here tonight, Supervisor, uh, County Supervisor Jim Desmond. Appreciate you. Andrew, thank you so, thank you so much for continuing the fight. Thank you. All right, you guys stay tuned. Final segment of tonight's show coming right up. AK, Dynamite in the Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. It's the final segment. And as what it seems is like has been happening is there's just so much bad news that by the end of the show, Sticks and I were like, man, we can't keep going with these hardcore stories. We've got to think of something light and fun we can wrap with you guys about. Um, so here's one. Uh, this just takes me back. Um, uh, the Ape Associated Press is reporting that Hot Dog, the Wienermobile, is back after a short-lived name change. I didn't even know they changed the name from the Wienermobile. Um, it's, it was, they changed it to the name of the Frank mobile and why would they change it to the Frank mobile from the Wiener mobile? Well, it didn't work. So they changed it back to the Wiener mobile, which was a good move. I mean, when you've got something iconic, why would you change it to the name of the Frank mobile? Well, the Wiener mobile was gender specific. So they had to change it for (laughs) Now they say, (laughs) they say that the Heinz company, um, they were trying to, you know, kind of elevate it um, by saying that by giving, uh, you know, a nod to the fact that their wieners are 100 percent all be franks. Nobody knows what that means. When I see the, when I see the word frank, I don't think, oh, that's 100 percent all beef as opposed to, you know, parts. Um, uh, it, it, they uh, can I get a hot dog over here. Yeah. Um, some of the fans, and I didn't even know that this was so controversial. I mean, people are really upset about this. I mean, there's some hardcore Wienermobile fans. Uh, they uh, they said, um, one person said, we've missed the wonderful icon. It's been a franktastic summer, but, oh, no, this is the announcement they made. It's been a franktastic summer, but like you, we missed this wonderful icon. I love all the puns. Help us welcome back the Wienermobile. Um this is uh, who who they need. You know what they need to bring back? One of the greatest commercials of all time. I wish I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. Do you remember the song? Yeah, I'm sure they. That still is play what that I'd somewhere. really want to be. 
Why? See, they got when these brands met, and this wasn't even. They made this stupid mistake, and it wasn't even about going woke. Yeah, I don't know that that, that is pretty iconic though, and I remember getting a kick as a kid seeing it. I used to see it quite often. I don't know. I don't see it as much anymore. No, um, but Those... usually at the Del Mar Fair, it's out there. Mm-hmm. I think at one time I did get a tour of the Wienermobile, and I have a pin somewhere, like a little plastic pin of a, like a hot dog. Okay, you might. I might have to start calling you a hot dogger because that's those who drove the Wiener Mobiles around to promotional events are known as hot doggers. Huh. <laughs> you had a you you had a hot dogger uh, fantasy. You wanted to be a hot dogger when you grew up. You got a little hot dog pin. Well, I did want to figure. I did really want to drive that car. I remember asking my parents, "How do I? How can I drive that car when I grow up?" Mm-hmm. Perhaps the most famous hot dogger is former U.S. House Speaker. <laughs> Paul Ryan. It totally makes sense that Paul Ryan would have been a hot dogger. <laughs> Why is that? Because he's such a wiener himself and not in a good way. Absolutely not in a good way. Um, all right. Glad to hear that the, the wiener mobile is back. All go, right. Yeah. They just, the only thing that they had problems before because the uh, brake fluid was mustard didn't work too well (laughs) but um tish uh here's here's another funny speaking of driving florida siblings ages 10 and 11 uh stopped while driving mom's car on freeway 200 miles from home 200 miles from home a 10 year old florida boy and his 11 year old sister who they were running away to california running away from home and they were stopped by sheriff deputies on the highway 200 miles they were serious most kids when they want to run away basically just go around the block hoping mom and dad you know are going to come looking for them and like beg them to come home and give them whatever they were having a temper tantrum from Uh, did you ever run away from home when you were a kid sticks uh one time i did jump in the back of my aunt's el camino and i was ready to go with her to la and thankfully she she saw me before she got on the on-ramp Okay, now why were you going to run away? Was it just because you loved your aunt or were you mad at your parents? I, I think I was mad at my parents for some reason. I, I can't remember why, but I do remember going, I'm going to go live in L.A. And I jumped <laughs> in the back of her El Camino. And, and they was, were like, okay, see ya. No, they didn't know. They didn't know I was back there. I jumped back there without anybody seeing. And, well, when you, oh, so and, you, and eventually so you I popped up to look, look in her, her back, her, I don't know what you call it. It's not her windshield, but you know, her, her uh, back glass or whatever. I, I popped up to look through and she saw me and she slammed on the brakes. <laughs> what are you How? doing? <laughs> oh, so she had already driven? Yeah. She, she, she was, was driving off. She, she was, was almost, driving. She was almost on the freeway entrance. Oh yeah. my gosh. You could have been killed, you little mo. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.